Hey guys, Rusty here. And just before we get underway, I want to say thanks so much for checking out the Impact Dynamics Live podcast. This is the audio taken from a video stream, so there's a few things that may not come across quite so well, especially when we do memes and bits and pieces. But anyway, uh, hopefully you guys are staying safe and uh, looking after each other and uh, keeping healthy. And we will continue to do this while the coronavirus thing is uh, is kicking around. And uh, we we look forward to the uh, the end of that scenario, and we can get back to our normal uh, content on precision shooting podcast and uh, the various other channels we operate anyway enjoy the show and we'll uh, catch you next time Good evening guys, uh, Rusty here, back for Impact Dynamics Live. I hope you guys are going well. Uh, what are we, Wednesday today, just to keep some sort of normality to the thing. We are trying to say the day name, even though I have to look it up before we start the show. I uh, hope your uh, Wednesday has been, is it Wednesday? Uh, now I'm second guessing myself. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, Wednesday. I hope your Wednesday has been wonderful. Uh, we've got a very exciting show tonight with Simo from Honey HQ. So um, for those who are perhaps a little bit sensitive, probably not the one to watch, I suspect. But anyway, it's always uh, always good fun with Simo. Uh, I can see he's getting into the rum, so this will be uh, this will be good. I'm, I am doing the same thing. Mm. So uh, if you hadn't seen uh, the Long Gun Project, Ben, who was on last night, he put up a new um, he put up a new video today where he went and toured Lithgow Arms. So if you haven't seen that, go and see that. That was uh, excellent. Well done, Ben. Good good job. Good video. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing that. I reckon that's going to be your most popular video. Uh, I reckon that's going to be really good. <coughs> Speaking of YouTube, uh, I noticed today we're about nine subscriptions away from 3,000 or something ridiculous. So if you happen to uh, not be subscribed, you are watching this, um, if you wouldn't mind, would love to have you on board uh, and hit uh, subscribe. Let's see if we can push uh, push 3,000 during the show. It would be absolute credit to Simo if we can do that. That would be great. Uh, anyway, um, I'm, I'm passing the, the blame slash glory to him. Uh, also uh, tonight, um, Projectile Warehouse uh, sponsoring the show. 5% um, off at Projectile Warehouse. I did notice some guys starting to use that code, which is awesome. So uh, P, what is it? ID Live, ID L-I-V-E with the number 5 on the end. ID Live 5, and that'll get you 5% off uh, site-wide at Projectile Warehouse. Uh, still shipping orders, still going out, still going everywhere. So uh, jump on that and grab yourself uh, some stuff uh, while while you can, while it's still around because uh, things, things are starting to get a little bit lower at some of the supplies but anyway that's the the way things are hope you guys are well we'll uh, just jump in the chat let's see if there's anything else in there's a lot of uh congratulations bends and good videos and all that sort of gear so yes uh, he did an excellent job uh highly recommend if you haven't subscribed to him let's get him to 3,000 as well uh that'd be nice if that happened during the show but i don't think we got that many viewers who watch this show uh, to be able to make that happen sorry ben next time uh what else have we got going on uh ben and i did do a little video about the um, about the weirdest shooting positions, uh, and so that will be coming up uh, later this week. It takes a while for those videos to upload uh, out in the middle of uh, Western New South Wales. Hence, like that Lithgow video, he actually finished about two weeks ago, and he, every time we've done a stream, he's had to pause the upload, and then we do the stream, and he you know, gets it back on. About two weeks of video for him to upload it. So good old NBN, it's all it's all going on. 
anyway, tonight's guest, uh, Simo. If, you, if you're not familiar with Simo, um, you, you bloody well should be. Uh, Simo is the the lead host, one of the hosts, one of the the the, the man behind the Honey HQ podcast. If you haven't checked that out, it is uh, excellent. Greg, who used to be on the Precision Shooting podcast, uh, is on there as a he was there from the, the start. Uh, and the Baron, the Rum Baron, who is our uh, uh, provider of all things rum uh, and probably several other things, good laughs and amusement, um, he gets uh, completely blind. And then they start the recording, and it's uh, it's wonderful. So they talk about hunting um, as a they, – they talk about hunting as much as we talk about precision shooting. So a bit, but not everything. Uh, and it is uh, well worth a listen. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the uh, general uh, streams. So make sure you jump onto that. But uh, before you go off and actually do that, because you can do that while you're watching, um, but we have Simo on the uh, on the line, so to speak, on the Zoom, uh, and he is uh, ready to go. G'day, Simo. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. You've got me on the spot, so to speak. <laughs> so it's uh that's what we do mate that's what we do we're gonna get you uh get you up in here and uh what's uh what's happening in uh, northern south australia type area well um i've been trying to track down the, the very few deer that that live up here uh without much success so far okay i've been going hard uh uh and i've seen one little mob of a little probably a two-year-old stag and a couple of his little girlfriends, and that's about it. No croaking. I've seen one very av- piss-poor to average scrape. Um, so it, it's hard going, but I've only just – I'm new to the area. So, okay. you know, and I've only got access to a couple of prop, couple of properties at this point too. So I'm just trying to feel out the backyard and trying to do, see what's going down. Do what um, you can. Because you're about, what, four hours? No, three hours north of Adelaide? What, how far are you? It's a hike. Yeah, some about it's, yeah. Depending on the day, it's mm. about three hours. But we're in the Southern Flinders. Yeah, beautiful spot. So just, yeah, yeah. It's lovely, and especially especially now. Uh, sorry, my phone's not on site. Oh, you, you're popular. Uh, especially though, now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the um, this time of year when it starts to cool down, it's glorious, and we mm. get we we'll first get get the first little bit of rain. It's lovely, and so it goes from a sort of um, as it's it's wheat country. So you know we get we, at the moment all the crops are down, and it's very blustery and dusty and shit like that. So you get a couple of rain, yep. the cockies get out and starts start uh, reaping the fields, and yep. it goes green really quickly, and then it's lovely. And so you can wear shorts all year round, pretty much. Okay, very uh, very good, mate. It's nice uh, nice place to be. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and how's the podcast dealing with this uh, current scenario we find ourselves in? Yeah, well, we've had to be pretty creative, uh, much like yourself. Um, <laughs> so the other day, the other day we had Baron's got the gear down in Adelaide because that's where we generally record. Yeah, record. Yeah, because you normally um, work down this way for a few days a week. And so that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, for my teaching gig, but at the moment I'm teaching from home, so that's that's pretty awesome. And so I've really got no desire or need to go to Adelaide at present. So we the other night we had the Baron's phone Bluetooth to the roadcaster. Yes, and then Greg and I conference called into his phone. Right. 
Okay. And I haven't heard the recording yet. It was, and I think it seemed to work pretty well. Like the like all the levels, the three levels seemed to go pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, the Baron was well and truly into his sixty-seven uh, percent Hampton Estate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so normal podcast. And given, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But given that he had, he was at, oh, sitting at the controls. Controlling, of, the of course. Mm. He 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 was kind of responsible for hosting, so yeah. Uh, the 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 wheels weren't greased. Well, his wheels were greased very well, but <laughs> but ours weren't ours weren't greased all that well at all. Gotcha. Um, so it was a little bit clunky, but we're trying to work on a way to get around it because, mm. as far as I can tell, or as far as you know, the, the SA UniSA is in the, their indi- all indications are that we're not going to be teaching face-to-face for quite some time. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, find a, a solution. I found out today, by the way, listening to another podcast, that Zoom, yeah. which is what we're chatting on, will actually record, uh, you can set it up, that it will record the audio from each member separately on a separate channel, which uh, being oh. a podcast editor, that becomes very exciting. No one else mm. in the world cares except us when we're going, oh, wow, that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's really, that's excellent. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you've got uh, a softly spoken Greg, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> who needs his own channel so he can, you know, boost it up a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely, mate. Speaking yeah. of Zoom, by the way, to our to our uh, people who are watching uh, this uh, tonight, being Wednesday night, we will be doing our Zoom hangout afterwards. So towards the end of the show, uh, some numbers will come up on the screen. There will be the uh, the room number or whatever whatever however Zoom works. Um, that'll come up. Uh, so about five minutes or so after the the show, we'll kick that room off and have a yak for whoever's around. So if you want to join in and, and show your face and uh, and talk and show off your guns and do all that sort of thing, it was really good last week, so we're going to do it again. Um, so grab a rum and enjoy what Simo has to say for the next uh, little while, and then uh, we'll all stare at each other and be awkward about it. Look forward to it. <laughs> well, I am mindful that uh, your uh, your shows are generally a little bit more fa- family uh Family friendly, so you, you I will try and. You haven't watched them all, then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So I don't have to hold off on the dick jokes, and that's, no, that's, that's no, good. Get, that's good. Get, start them. Get them going. Get them going. I was going to say whip them out, but maybe don't. Um, uh, all right, cool. Now, Honey HQ. Uh, obviously, I mean the, the giveaways in the title. You've named it well. Uh, but hunting's been the big focus for you guys, and, and one of the big things is is heading over to Victoria and doing your annual hunt. How was that last year? Yeah, that, that was well. We had a great time last year because we finally cracked finally cracked the, the uh, Samba code. Mm-hmm. So Baron and I have been chasing Samba, uh, or interested in Samba anyway, because our bread and butter in South Australia is a lot of people know as fellow. Yep. So we can scratch we can scratch that itch uh, relatively well here because one there's an abundance of fallow, but two we we've sort of we've figured out how to pattern them and and habitats and and their preferred sort of beating areas and all that sort of stuff in relation to water and feed and all that sort of shit. So sure. we don't struggle super hard with the fallow. Yep. Um, the Samba took us about three, four years to, to, to drop one, and the Baron managed to do so last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice little uh, 
nice little uh, stag. So that was really cool. I, I managed to get a doe on the last day, but the Baron um, did a, took a really nice shot, uh, cross-gully shot, and uh, knocked over a little stag for us. So that was pretty cool. But, you know, like a lot of other hunters, it's more about just getting out there and spotting them than pulling the trigger, really, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially especially when you're living out of a backpack and, you know, eating eating bloody freeze-dried food and, you know, sleeping sl- <laughs> with no seats and you're just doing it rough, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's good to – it's, it's you know, if, if you can actually make – Get eyes on some, you know, you're doing something right. So, you know, you get a kick out of that as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, very. Like, sorry, mate. No, no, <laughs> go, go. go for it. I mean, we're three hours away and not on a delay. That's uh, just, yeah. just the way it is. South Australia is slow in the internet world. Not as slow as hay, though. All good. Yeah, well, um, but, you know, hay has got some excellent uh, long-distance shooting opportunities, I yeah. tell you. Not wrong, not wrong. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> nothing but nothing but flat, flat ground out there. So you can shoot as far as you like. You guys have found a little bit of interest in the long range sort of sort of gear, haven't you? Beyond just the sport. absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, well, I think when I when I've come on and done an interview with you before, I think I've sort of told you irregulars that I actually did a couple of courses through you. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in the day, you and uh, and uh, Southern Shooters, I think it was. It was. It was back then. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, so so I've had it in my mind for a long time, and, and sort of always enjoyed it, but I never really pursued it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Greg has been the catalyst for us to sort of go down that road again. Yep. Um, because Greg, much like yourself, is is quite accomplished with all the with all the you know the necessary calculations and the, and the way that you set up your applied ballistics and the way that you can, you know, make sure that your loads are right and all this sort of stuff. So he's very much been the catalyst for that. Yep. Um, not not the sort of extreme long range that you do, you know. But we're, you know, like we're, we're sort of comfortable out to about 900 now. Mm. And that and that sort of suit and that sort of suits us, you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a comfortable, um, comfortable distance to be operating within for sure. And uh, and you know, yeah, good, good good on the game and uh, all that sort of thing. So it's not a not a not a mm. bad not limit, but not not a bad position to be on. Yeah, well and truly, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, although in saying that, you know, you probably wouldn't find us having a shot at, you know, just just sort of taking ill-conceived shots at nine hundred for Sam no, no, or no. whatever. You know, I mean, no, absolutely. Um, we we spent a whole weekend talking about that, didn't we? <laughs> didn't we? Uh, recently, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, my my personal preference is to get up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, as close as possible. So, and and most of the decent gear I've shot have been within, oh, inside fifty. Yeah, and and but you so, you've got a, a fair history in bow hunting, don't you, Simon? Well, uh yeah, but I'm not that great a bow hunter. <laughs> <laughs> You're just showing up so, behind you. Yeah, so got it. it's just there for look. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, it, oh, I, I just want to, as I as I said to you before we started, it's just so my office looks like less of a wank den. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, right. we we all we all can see through it, mate. We all know it's staged. Yeah. 
Well, it takes it takes the uh, viewers' eyes off the fold-up bed down there. You see. <laughs> well, I'm I'm I, I'm much the same, mate. My no part of my house is ever this clean behind me at all. Uh, ever just I've, I've managed to keep this corner I don't enter this corner outside of the like the one bit hours a day that I sit here uh, and outside of that I'm, I'm I'm banned from this corner otherwise it'd be ruined you should see the uh, the rest of the room anyway it's uh it's what we do well mate I I was just gonna say it's looking bloody great that studio yours now this is just a photo this is just a photo behind. I'm on a green screen. Ah, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a green screen. That's <laughs> <laughs> why none of it moves. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good, mate. Very good. Well, we're getting a couple of uh, questions come through uh, on the on the chat, so uh, let's hit up a couple of those. Let's just make sure we uh, haven't missed any. Yeah, right. right. Um, uh, Elizabeth says, "I took four years to get my first samba. Uh, worth the four years." Uh, Simo, have you ever used dogs for hunting? Yeah, I I actually have a Vizsla. Uh, she's uh, how old is she now? She's almost two, mm-hmm. um, and I had training assistants. Well, uh, I, I actually was shown how to train her by Daniel from Ultimate Hunting Australia. Yeah, um, and he's actually now gone to training and breeding his own line of English pointers. Um, and they are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. They are phenomenal. If he's got a he's got a YouTube a video, a channel, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's Ultimate Hunting Australia. He's also on Instagram, and he's on on the usual face uh, the usual social media stuff. Yep. But his dogs are absolutely phenomenal. He's based in Vanilla, but he yeah he provided me with a framework and, and supported me in training her. Um, and she's really, really good. And what I primarily use her for is just finding active game trails. Okay. So I'll go out with her, and if she, if she gets really interested in a in an area and there's a game trail, then that's where I'll that's where I'll punch into the bush. Yeah. Generally, I'll just walk along the track and wait till she gets really excited, and then I'll punch in the bush and see if there's a good game trail and look for scrapes or anything like that. Yeah. And that's generally where I'll where I'll chuck a game game a trail camera out or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but she's still too silly. She's still too silly to hold point on a deer. Yep. She's still she's still sort of a little bit. Um, she still has that urge to chase. And because I haven't had, because I'm based in in the city, I didn't really have a uh, heat, huge opportunity to get her onto deer. So, mm-hmm. so now I'm I'm working on that um, yeah, cool. and getting her a bit more steady. But I mean, she is great. To, she's really great to sort of locate hotspots. Yeah. I use her primarily. I'm hoping when she gets a bit older, because Vizslas are, are really typically take a long time to mature. So as they say, sort of two years plus. So. Now, now I can see why you relate to this dog. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense now. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. That's right. I mean, I've t- I'm I'm almost at like an adult at forty six. Almost, so. you're on your way, Simon. I'm very proud of you. I must yeah. say. Uh, Anthony uh, Anthony asks, what pack do you run? Um, one, one that fits enough rum in it, so I guess. Yeah, well, I've, I've actually, I've actually, I was actually running an outdoorsman's optics hunter for okay. a couple of years. That was really, really nice, um, but I had trouble getting it to fit my fit me properly. So if I had anything more than say 22, 23 kilos in it, it was just a bitch to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing too was it was just a little bit too small for a week long backpack trip. Yep. 
So um, I sold that, and the backpack that's in behind me there now is a, a Burlestock uh, V90 battleship, and it's huge, but it fits me like a glove. So the waist belt's really nice. It's got really good lumbar support, and uh, it's, it's, it really fits me like a glove. So that's one of the things that you just – you just can't really – it's a bit of a luck of the draw unless you've actually tried a pack and and carried a heap of weight in it. Um, if you've got a mate who does have a pack and lets, is keen to let you mess about with it because you need to fit them to your frame and – or, sorry, fit the frame to you, and then I recommend spending a long time with a lot of weight in it, so, you know, doing five or six or seven Ks because last year I ended up doing my back end because of the pack. So – yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, another one, yeah. long, a long kit and probably sitting beside you. What bow setup are you using currently? Uh, I've got a – it's a 70-pound Elite Tempo with uh, fast Eddie XL sight, just a two-pin, which I like yep. um, because you've, I've got my pins set at 20 metres and 30 metres, and then if you've got a longer shot, you can dial. Okay, um, and I'm just running, running some Axis uh, 340 spine arrows at 29 inch and a 125 grain um, broadhead. And last time we caught up, you were showing off your little trigger mechanism for it. That was uh, it was pretty proud of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I just bought it, and and that actually, it's it's funny. It's one of those things. It's like I guess it's like for a lot of blokes getting a Timney. Mm. Uh, the release is just so important. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so your shot follow through and everything, it really hinges on, on the release you're using. So um, I was, I'm really, really happy with that purchase, even though it cost me about the same as a bloody Timney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I'm really, really happy with it. Yeah, it's a Carter wise choice, a four-finger. Very, uh, very good, mate. Very good. Now, you were alluding to the fact that um, you have lost access to some properties or something. something's happened. What's, what's the story yeah. that? Well, it's mainly COVID-related. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so they're in the southeast of South Australia, mm. um, but we're all being encouraged to stay at home and, uh, well, it's pretty much been ordered now. Pretty close, yeah. Um, and uh, wives, and, wives and partners, uh, you know, not really keen on us traipsing all over South Australia and shooting deer. So so um, that's out for the time being, but we were really spewing because we had a great property lined up for a week and a half ago, the Baron and I. Yeah, we right. just couldn't get down to. Because oh, it was sort of, a, it, yeah, because it was the sort of peak of that sort of pre-COVID getting to Adelaide and borders getting, uh, borders being closed and it was, you know, everyone was just sort of not, quite sure what was happening and you know there's a bit of a bit of a beat up in the media and stuff and we're all a little bit worried so just we just we just weren't able to get there so yeah okay um that's all right yeah so so it's sort of bottled us up for now mm. how, bottled how, us up for now are you still able to get out and, and shoot where where you are are you sort of within within an appropriate distance to be able to wander out and go for a crack well, I can, yeah. I'm lucky here because um, I've got access to some private bush blocks. Yeah. So those, the owners of those are quite happy for me to uh, 
pop into there and, and uh, have a look around. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, I, I ran into a little little mob of a uh, fellow, a little one or two year old yep. stag with a couple of his girlfriends. But that's all I've seen. And as dry as bloody dead dingoes donger up here, right? <laughs> it is still dry as anything. So, oh, so okay. not a lot of feed, not a lot of water. Yep. Um, these blocks that I've got access to don't hold water. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would probably hazard a guess that that's why I'm not seeing any action there at the moment. But I haven't heard croaking or anything this year. Okay. Um, I ha- I've had reports that it's there. It's a really really good rut this year though. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's so. uh, uh, I guess. Um, where did I hear it? Some guys are talking about maybe uh, another uh, a year. You know, if we have a season off of hunting deer in Victoria, particularly with the bushfires, we we may be in some ways better off for it. Of course, we all want to go mm. out and hunt, but um, it's going to bring a, a a bunch of deer back uh, back into it. Perhaps I don't know. Have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've been sort of talking to a couple of blokes. Couple of well-known blokes over in Victoria, and and they're sort of of the same opinion. Okay. Uh, especially now, especially well, especially now, now the 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 G the GMA has has closed down. Yep. Uh, you know, public land hunting over there, and um, it's going to be a whole season of of no pressure. So yep. one thing we do know about deer is when there's no hunting pressure. They go back to their sort of instinctual behaviours. So, okay, yeah, I so, guess. Which means, which means there's going to be some really, really obvious um, ways to pattern deer when it all comes back on again. Because often, you know, if you've got a high pressure area, mm. they're going to go nocturnal. You're not going to, you're going to see them right on dusk, yep. and you'll see their ass right at that first light. So, okay, in these high, high, high pressure areas, I think, I think, you know. Average blokes who who don't get out very often are probably going to get a crack. So yeah, okay. I mean, that's including the thing, I mean. including us because we only get over <laughs> once a year. So <laughs> yeah, and I guess I guess it's the thing is trying to find some silver linings uh, in in the current situation. Um, uh, is is a yeah. a year is a season uh, long enough for those habits to break, or, or is you know you're, you're you're talking to guys who know what they're talking about? Yeah, well. I th- Look, I I didn't ask that specific question, but that's what that's what these blokes are anticipating. Okay. Uh, I know I know with with fallow they'll if they're, they're not under pressure uh, they're not getting hunted. Mm-hmm. They'll just wander around broad daylight. You know they're not too fussed about you know covering all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, I don't know enough about sandbar to answer that definitively, but you know that's that's the anticip- that's the anticipated result of a, of a year off. You know, yeah, the year of no pressure. Um, but of course, of course, this is why we sort of walk a couple of days into the into the wilderness, so we can yeah. see them under no pressure. You know. Yep. Yeah. But some of the places we've hunted in the past get hammered pretty hard, and sometimes they're on a bit of a. They'll be on a on the verge of a, a ha- an area where they can hunt with hounds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, you, you won't you won't see them in, in the daylight. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it'd be interesting to find out, and mm. and also yeah, after the bushfires, you know, I think from the the reading I've done about sort of zones that have been burnt out, it takes eighteen months to two years before you you start getting the regrowth that the deer really like. Yep, gotcha. 
but I, but I heard a story. Um, uh, I think it was Rob Fickling from um, the Beyond the Divide. Yep. I think it was one of his one of his uh, biggest deer that he's got today was in a regrowth area. Yeah, um, wow. Because okay. the regrowth the regrowth is, is, is got all the all the right nutrition's in them in it for for antler growth, uh, and it builds hmm. really good bone and really good deer. Apparently. So there you go. Yeah, fascinating. Interesting. Interesting to know. Interesting to uh, yeah. You know, we certainly mm. see. Um, we certainly see some some benefits of of uh, less human things happening and and you know bits and pieces returning and stuff. So I just I'm curious to see. I mean, we're you know we don't have to be happy about the the things being closed and shut and that sort of thing, but it's interesting to see what may come out of it that is positive. Uh, yeah, we'll see what we will see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, what happens. Got a couple couple more questions. Um, absolutely, just just a heads up. Nick has uh, Nick Halliwell has joined the chat, um, so prepare yourself. Um, okay. From Ian, how many kilos did you pack away last trip, and did you use everything you took? Uh, what things are you saving the most weight by not taking the next hunt? Now, I know you've delved into this fairly significantly on the podcast. Um, yeah, we have. I'm yeah. going to direct Ian too for, for that information. But maybe if there's one or two things that, that, that were the, the big difference uh, for you. Yeah. Um, well, probably the, oh, three, going back three years, yep. we, were, we were carrying spare torches and bloody spare knives and bloody spare this and spare that for a pair of socks. Um, like so, we were carrying with no water. I think we were probably up, up around thirty-two kilos or something, which is mm. which is for for us and our fitness level at that point was ridiculous, mm-hmm. ridiculously uh, overloaded. So now I've got my pack stripped right back and my kit stripped right back to the bare essentials. I think it's about. Um, 19 kilos in the pack that I'm carrying with boots and rifle and everything on my body, yep. about eight kilos. Okay. Um, and that's back. with yeah. uh, weeks worth of food because your food will shake out. If you want 3,000 calories a day, it's around about a kilo. A kilo a day. Yep. A day, yeah, for 3,000 calories, and you still go to bed starving. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> um, and then, so then, yeah, you've got, say, eight or nine on your body with a rifle and ammo and binos and boots and stuff like that, yep. and 20 or something in your pack, and then you might add three to four litres of water, depending on, on your water source. Hmm. Mm, yep. So previously, previously I was looking at 30-plus kilos with no water. Yep. And then plus what I was carrying on my body. Yeah, right. It's just too heavy. For a 45-year-old bloke, it's just too heavy. Yeah, with a bad back um, as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, I mean, I mean, we have sort of tailored our approach now to <clears> – <throat> because last last trip, and, and you'll see it in our hunt wrap-up, I think it was about six or seven or eight episodes ago, we burned ourselves out on the first day because we pushed up to a massive ridgeline. I think we climbed seven up. We came down – about 900 metres, and then we came, went up 700, yep. only to find there's no water. <laughs> it's, a, it's a welcome spot. So, because <laughs> we're, we're expecting to find, we're expecting to find soaks or, or you know, 
uh, we we had we had all sorts of contingency plans. We also couldn't go any further over the ridge because the dogwood we couldn't get through it. So we had to yeah. turn around and go straight back down. Hmm. Um, but because we we didn't have time to recover up up on the plateau we're on. Uh, because we ran out of water. I think the Baron had like 250 mil left and I had 500 mil left and I think Greg had about the same. Wow. So I went yeah. to turn around and, sh- and go straight back down because the anticipation was to get up the top, drop off the back and get down to the water source, which we could see from our from our planning, but we just couldn't get there. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so yeah, that was that was the big, the big issue we had. And, and even with a super paired down kit, mm-hmm. um, we were still bugged by the time we got to the bottom. Yeah, so, I bet. I bet. That's, so, uh, but, mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I struggle walking to the post office with a few packages to send out. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting tired listening yeah. to Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got a, you've got a, Dicky back as well, so you know what I'm, you know. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, no. I'll use that as the excuse. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. the that's that's the olive branch, Rusty. You know? <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, my back was playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, very good, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who are, are watching, um, this, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for thanks for watching, thanks for joining in. Um, if you've got any questions for Simo, uh, chuck them into the chat and we will uh, pass them on to him. Uh, wanted to let you know that tonight is our Zoom hangout, so if you uh, if you want to, if you're free after the show, we'll put some numbers up at the end of the show, and you can jump in the Zoom room and uh, and yeah, we'll just yak away and see what's what's going on, and just hang out with each other and yeah, that sort of stuff. So that'll be happening after the show, uh, a couple minutes afterwards. Uh, and also, we are a few, what, about five, six guys away from hitting 3,000. So if you happen to be watching and are not subscribed, we would love for you, uh, if you would subscribe, uh, that would be amazing. Uh, and also, you know, for Simo's, uh, you know, Simo's benefit, hit like, because uh, we, uh, we're a little low on likes tonight, Simo. Uh, your, your previous competition, uh, you know, doing, smashing you at the moment. But that's only because we haven't asked for it. Everyone, everyone else was desperate enough to ask for it, and you've just been like, oh, I don't care. I don't value my worth on life likes just on just on podcast listens <laughs> so the uh, i think everybody's uh i was gonna say everyone's probably waiting for the dick tricks to start <laughs> that's in the zoom chat afterwards um <laughs> we gotta we gotta tease them with something uh yeah. the uh what's it been how long the honey hq been around for now three years Three years, mate. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and yeah. We're we're like knocking on the door of, of three years next month, I reckon. Fantastic. Yeah, and and I mean, I you know, yeah, I, I bet that's been. I'm, I'm I've been privy to a bit of that journey, but I bet that's been really mm. interesting. But you would have met met a whole stack of people and and some interesting stuff. Has there been sort of any really interesting things that that has led to that you didn't expect three years ago? Oh mate, even even just the caliber of people we've met through doing it. Yep. Because uh, we we you know look you know us really well and and we do not take ourselves seriously at all. <laughs> we're not trying to be. <laughs> you know, we're not tr- we're not trying to be anything. You know, we're just being ourselves, right? So we're not trying to be heroes or um, or or, or experts in anything. You know, we 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 just open to exchanging information. That's the way we we sort of entered into it and just a campfire conversation that's it yeah um and the, and the caliber of people that we've met it's been absolutely fantastic you know mm. 
uh, made some really good mates out of it and uh, continue to do so. And I've sort of um, good good mate of the shows and mine now, uh, Sharpie, the who, the the duck shooter. Yep. Take me uh, under his uh, wing, quack quack, and uh, <laughs> well you know, sort of. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's sort of teaching me all the ins and outs of duck shooting, so that's pretty awesome. Yep. Um, but along along with with you know quite well known guys uh, like Rob Fickling and Des and mm. from into the mountains and uh, uh, Jamie Jamie uh, Mountain Man and Zed and a couple of his mates and we, you know we just we just sort of. Yeah, fantastic. Discovered this really awesome networking community of, of just regular blokes that just love doing what we do. I think one thing um, I've, I've uh, really, really enjoyed listening to uh, Honey HQ, um, the, one of the things that I really love about it is that, is that annual hunt. And it, it feels to me, being a listener but also being a, a, a podcast host and, and being behind the scenes a little bit um, of having like this annual event. And it, it certainly feels, it doesn't feel like the three of you guys are going hunting. It feels like you and about however many hundred people plus thousands are, are hunting with you because that they like, you know, sitting there listening to it. I mean, you know what podcasts are like. They're like a one-way conversation where you feel like it's two-way, but no one listens to you mm. when you're sitting there mm. listening to one and talking talking back to you. Um, and so you you actually feel very engaged, and, and you guys do a really great job where it feels like we – you know, I'm getting prepared for the hunt that you guys are going on as well <laughs> because you just – you do it so openly. You do it uh, – you talk about everything that's going on, all the stupid things that you did and all the really intelligent things that you did and, and the changes you made. And then to have that uh, as an annual almost podcast highlight uh, that, that takes up six months of the year really, uh, working towards it and then recovering from it, uh, maybe nine months if you're yeah. um, But do you know what I mean? And, and yes. that, that's I just want to encourage you keep keep doing that because that's very unique to your podcast. And I think it's a really uh, a really great way, and I'm sure others others listening find that same engagement. Ah, oh. oh, yeah, thanks, Rusty. That's uh, that's really nice to hear that because I mean because we are in Adelaide. Uh, well, for the most part, mm-hmm. they, you know, I'm, I'm sort of mid north now, but but we don't have the luxury of just being able to nick nick into the Dandenong Ranges or nick nick up to the high country or whatever. Yeah. So it does take that long for us to get organised. Mm. And and that's exactly the amount of energy and sort of focus we put into it. So yes, that's really good feedback. Yeah. Um, um I yeah, it it it's it is it is it's, it's a huge undertaking, you know, it's expedition worthy. Um, but that's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good feedback. You, you I did your, have a point. I did have a point. I did have a point to make, but um, I lost it. But you take you take <laughs> yeah. your listeners. I guess my point my point is that you take your listeners on a journey through that, and and no doubt a stacker like mm. like it's not something that I particularly uh, uh, plan on doing. I, I, I think it's wonderful that it happens. Uh, not. Not my thing, um, mm. uh, but I, I I get excited about it, and I get excited to hear like the gear you're running and the the equipment. I'm 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 not probably ever going to buy any of that gear, um, but I still feel uh, it's very engaging. I'll say that. We have some more questions for you, uh, uh, by the way. Um, from Sheldrake, he's asked: military camouflage or hunting camouflage? Is there an advantage to either, or none, or both, or wear nothing, or wear everything? Well, I mean, Greg will tell you, he hunted in Oscam, being an ex-army bloke, he hunted in Oscam forever. Yep. 
and he shot, I don't know, don't know how many guts he shot over the years. Um, he shot, he shot, yeah, shot tons. But I mean, I reckon, I reckon Multicam works really well in the Australian bush. Um, I, I, at the moment, I'm running a, a, a combination of uh, Kuyu Vias and some Hunter's Element. And the Kuyu Vias is, uh, is that, is this brown and this works, I, I find this works really, really well. Yep. Even in, in, in South Australia here where it's a bit dry um, to to the high country where it's a bit stony, it works really well. Yep. But the other thing I find work, works great for me is uh, the Dissolve Veil from um, Hunter's Element. Okay. Really good shit. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I've, I've, I ran um, OzCam for years as well. So it just depends. Um, buy the best you can afford of whatever it is. Yep. You know? Generally, generally you know? good advice. Generally good advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, there's been a million Samba shot in a red and black yeah. bloody flannel shirt. Yeah. Not right. Not wrong. Uh, Right. Next question for you, because I think you've answered that one well. Uh, Henry. uh, Henry is one of our regulars, and he uh, he is a a younger lad, and he has a question which I I think uh, we've all been there for. How often do you go out for a hunt and get nothing, and does it annoy you? I would go out this last couple of weeks. I've probably been out. Uh, half a dozen times, including overnight and getting smashed by March flies and bloody mozzies and sand flies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and I've seen deer, haven't got anything. I would say ninety percent of the time you don't get anything. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I, I mean, if agree. Mm. Yeah. So if you go out, if you, I mean, even if, even if you look at dudes like. Um, Aaron Snyder, who, who works for Kafara International, he's one of my, I'm a fanboy for Aaron. He's, he's a good bloke. He's got a very similar attitude to us. Um, he just tells it like it is and he's not trying to be a hero. But he, he, he'll, he'll take an incredible amount of animals through the year, but he also fills his off-season with scouting. And he's out there every day scouting, cameras, doing all that sort of stuff, yeah, practising. Right. He's, yep. you know, he's doing a hell of a lot of preparation. So... He, you know, they they will go out. They'll go out and strike out as well. So, you know, yeah. you, I, I go out. I go out assuming to strike out, <laughs> and and if I if I get eyes on a, on a deer, uh, it's a good day for me. Yeah. And then if I if I if I bowl one over, then I'm even happier. Mm, very uh, mm. very good point. Yeah. I've, I mean, that's I, my background's a lot more in spotlighting, and you're a lot likelier. Mm. Lot likelier. That's I don't think that's good English. Uh, you're, you're a lot more likely to get uh, game doing that game animals. You you might, uh, but uh, deer hunting for the, the the few times I've been around it. Um, yeah, it's mm. uh, it's you go out for a walk, and if you uh, if you get something, it's a bonus from what I can see. So. Yeah, and and most guys that get bitten by the deer bug, they're fascinated by deer anyway. Mm. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I was at a at a, a, a mate's place today from the ADA up here. He happens to be a beekeeper, so I was grabbing some honey. But yep. he's got a he's got a, a red doe and a little uh, 
fellow step uh, bath in his in one of his paddocks. We were just out there feeding them, and you know you can just stand out there and look at them for hours. <laughs> and the thought never even comes in your mind of shooting them. Yeah, um, they're just they're fascinating animals. So most you know most deer guys are just are just absolutely smitten with them. You know. And, and that's very much the case for me. They're just, they're fascinating, you know. Yeah, wonderful. They're a mystery. They're a mystery. Very good. And, and I think the phrase, and I think the phrase you were looking for there, Rusty, was a lot more likelier. <laughs> Tons more likelier. Heap, heaps more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, is there anywhere in the Vic High Country that is a good starting point for a new hunter? Um. That's a really good point. The high country is is where we go. We're, we're sort of 1,400 metres. We're high, high. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I would be inclined to have a look around places like Mansfield or where, where you've got some foot, foothill, sort of a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. country. Yep. Um, because... You're not going to accidentally get lost and freeze to death, or you, you know, um, a rescue is is easy from there. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a good mate of ours, uh, Love Tunnel, was was not <laughs> yep. too far from civilization and snapped his bloody foot off just about. It was hanging by a thread, mm. and and um, yeah, had to get the SES in there and get air, get airlifted and all sorts of crazy shit. And that was you know, close to civilization. So if you just start now, it's a hard question to answer because, you know, I don't know what you, we need to know about your bushcraft and stuff like that. But yeah. have a look around places like Mansfield and I would really recommend if you're just starting out as a deer hunter, get in touch with your local ADA because you've got a lot of guys in there mm. that are immensely experienced and their interest is keeping, keeping the sport alive and, uh, and you know they're very happy to most blokes anyway. They're very happy to share knowledge. Yep. So that's where I'd start. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Um, now uh, I don't know if you've seen the show before, but we have. We, we usually try and do some memes because if there's one thing Corona has given ah. us uh, is an influx of quality memes. Oh. Uh, so I'll let you know. <laughs> yes. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna uh, ping you the first one. I'll, if, if you've got your phone on you, I'll message them to you. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. we have a rating system out of ten alpacas. So ten is the highest, and and one alpaca is the lowest. So I'm looking for a rating right. on these memes. Um, yeah. Have you seen this one? <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> Let's, we'll, go, we'll go full screen. Go again. We'll go full screen on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, hang on. I have, to, I have to pull it up. Come on, you bastard. <laughs> I thought that's what you're doing on there. I thought that's what he's doing. Can you read that? I, I can. It's hard to read, hard to read yeah, that it's hard, it's hard to read. Anyway, Is it hard to read? We'll, 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 let, we'll let people delve into that one. <laughs> they can go Google with that one. That's good. Fun. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right, I'm sending you the first one. Uh, we'll jump across here. Uh, so check yeah. check your phone and uh, and you should have that one uh, oh. up in a moment. Right. Um, oh, here we go. Talking about life in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's Eminem, isn't it? 
Eddie yeah. Zimmer. Uh, <laughs> what my fridge sees uh, all day, because uh, this is now a podcast, so I've got to let them know yeah. that we're looking out from a fridge what my fridge sees all day. It's Eminem saying, guess who's back, back again. Uh, they never work when you explain it, but we've got to do it anyway because people do listen to <laughs> yeah. it on a podcast. Uh, look, I, 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 that's a, that's a two... Uh, was it axolotls or was it? <laughs> Let's go with axolotls tonight. That's even better. Uh, all right, how many axolotls? Uh, two, two axolotls. Two axolotls. Okay, no all worries. Right. Uh, good. All right, sending you the second one through now. Uh, this this one will come across on uh, on podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, just like that, having a mask, rubber gloves, duct tape, plastic sheeting, and roping your trunk is okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, look, that's a that, that's a four. That's it's a four, four axolotls for me. Four axolotls. Well, the uh, yeah. the uh, the Eminem one's getting a, a minus ten, uh, which is which is pretty harsh. Uh, ten alpacas, uh, seven shady llamas. <laughs> Uh, we've got it's almost a zoo in here tonight. Uh, yeah, it's on. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I've I've saved that. We're going a bit dark tonight, actually, with some of these. But I've saved the best one for last. I think. I hope. Um, uh, so this is the third one coming through now, Simo. Um, this is a uh, this is a good one. <laughs> so this is a photo of uh, of Hannibal Lecter yeah. saying, "When the food runs out, we'll still have each other." Uh, with a wonderful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wonderful look on his face, uh, and, he, and, and I, uh, just before we get to so your your rating on that one for the uh, the prior one, the uh, the duct tape uh, one, we had uh, seven shady llamas, five llamas, seven point five rapey axolotls, <laughs> <laughs> one four and a half llamas. Um, anyway, what's what about this one? Uh, when the food runs out, we we'll still have each other. What do you rate this one for in, in axolotls? Um, do we have any fava beans and a nice bottle of Chianti is my question. <laughs> we need, needed to go down well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, that's, a five, that's a five for me. I love that. Five, five axolotls out of yeah, ten. Yeah. Oh, five so, axolotls. Oh, no. Oh, is it out of ten? Oh, well, no, seven. Oh, no, we, Eight at least. Oh, okay. So all your ratings are out of five. We'll stick with five. We'll stick yeah, with five. sorry. Okay. Oh, so this right. is... Ten out of ten for this one. We got uh, four out of uh, ten for the first one, and and yeah. and five out. No, what? Anyway, whatever it was. Uh, we, no, well, the 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 M M&M and M stays at two. Stays at two. Okay. The, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like that, having a Mars rubber gloves, duct tape, etc. Yeah, that's that can go up to seven point five. Okay. Okay, seven point five yeah. uh, axolotls. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and then yeah. the Hannibal Letter yeah. <laughs> to her one sitting on uh, sitting yeah. on five. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what we're <laughs> Hannibal smashed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh, you've yeah. just disappeared off the screen for some reason. All right, anyway, that was our – we have a couple more questions to jump back in do, but if there's one thing that uh, COVID has given us, it is uh, some wonderful memes, some wonderful memes. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure when I mention the big black African fella, everyone will know who I mean. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've seen the memes involved. I, I have no context of what that's relating to, but um, I don't know. But he just, but he just turns up everywhere. He's fantastic. <laughs> Saw him on a bottle of hand sanitizer the other night. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think Birchie sent me that one. All right. Uh, now there are some more questions kicking kicking about. Less involved. Big big uh, big. Uh, anyway, um, less involved with memes. We'll just say. Uh, Nick has a question for you. Uh, arrows. Do you go all out and custom make everything, or are you a basic arrows but quality tip kind of guy? 
Um, nah, I, I, because I'm a details man, I have to control everything. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, or, you know, I, I, I'm probably borderline OCD, I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, I flesh them, uh, I put the wraps on, I do everything, I do everything. Do the words. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to reloading away. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Um, uh, what else have we got in there? Oh, there's all sorts of. Uh, Ian says he hasn't heard Simo swear yet. He's disappointed. Do you want to fix that for oh, us? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> there we go. Problem solved. Problem solved. Uh, nicely done. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, there's some ratings come th- coming through. Uh, we had five silent axolotls, seven nude alpacas. The, 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 guy, the guys in the chat get real creative with some of their ratings. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really good. I I enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's good. a fucking fucking ripper, mate. Fucking yeah. hell. That, is that is that that fu- is that that fucking mad cunt Ian from uh, from from Melbourne? Is it? That is that, that is, is shot a, show. Yeah, oh, g'day, mate. Uh, do you cry when you lose an arrow, Simo? Ah, uh, sometimes. It, de- it depends if it's if it's a shit shot, and yeah. I don't. You know, if, if I've put an arrow through a goat, say, and then I lose the arrow, I'm not too fast. <laughs> okay. But if Very I, good. but if I, if I, uh, if I bloody fuck up my uh, shot process and and just do something stupid, then yeah, I do cry. <laughs> oh, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I can't, uh, can't mm. argue. Well, with you, that. you, you're talking for for a decent broadhead. So three decent broadheads is about forty five bucks. Mm-hmm. These axis shafts I'm shooting are 160 for 12, so it, you know it's a bit of an investment. I have I have no um, context of which to uh, to take that in. So is that is that on a more expensive side or? Um... Yeah, well, it's, it's it's not top shelf. Well, it, it's it's you know it's it's a it's a mid shelf offering, but it's a, it's a really good solid hunting option. Yep. Okay. So, but broadhead broadheads are about fifteen bucks a piece, and shafts are about the same. Yep. So uh, you know, it's a thirty dollars investment. Very good. As one of the guys in the chat's visiting a relative in hospital, uh, never. Never good, mate. I hope uh, I hope things are okay and and things do improve. That's uh, always oh. sad to hear that, whether it be coronavirus or other related. N- none of it is uh, is is good. So hopefully things uh, things improve there. Um, there was another question there. Three or four fletch for your arrow. I don't even know what a fletch uh, is. Can you can you enlighten me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, see the green things on the. Hang on a sec. Let me change the shot for you. Yes, yes. I see the. Uh, are they they're fletches? Are they? Yeah, so a vein or fletching. So yeah, I, I run three. Threes. My jig, my jig. Uh, I can do four, but yep. for these big, I'm running these big um, Max Hunter mm-hmm. veins, and they'll steer a broadhead. No worries. So I don't really need four. My good mate Rossi will run runs four uh, boning uh, blazers, mm-hmm. and they real they'll leave the bow. Very, very. They're super stable. They're super, super stable, but they tend to slow, slow, slow his arrows down a bit. So that's why I haven't gone there. But these Max Hunters seem to steer the broadheads really well. So good. That's why I just stuck with three. If I mean, if it works, if it's if it's working, that's the that's the main thing. Very mm. good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And well, and so when's this the next episode of Honey HQ coming out? When are we expect? Yeah, to well, see we that? we did one the other night. 
but the Baron was at the controls of the yep. of the roadcaster, so and, and he he had been getting stuck into his sixty percent to Hampton Estate, so he was he was a bit of a state actually. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I I'm waiting. He's going to put it in a Zoom file and email it up to me, and then I'll edit it. Yep. But it, we would, it was a bit of a, an experiment, really, because we were sort of all in separate locations. Yeah, and, so, and it, it changed. Like, so I do, I do a couple of podcasts where we are in separate locations, and then the Precision Shooting podcast, we're all in the room. And hmm. um, neither is better or worse, but they are certainly different. And I think if you try and take, uh, take the one where you're all in the room and put everyone else in a separate room, it's different. It, it, is, it is different. It, yeah, the dynamic changes, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. I, I think that mm. Um, mm. you can you can go from all being in separate rooms to into a room, and it's a little it's a little easier to go that way than to go the other way. Uh, I believe so. Mm. Um, I think uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I can agree with with the precision shooting podcast. We are effectively at the moment are on hold because. Uh, because this is going out, this is now its own podcast channel. By the way, if, if guys are watching Impact Dynamics Live, you can find it on Spotify and other bits and pieces. Um, or you've got the entire Hunting HQ back catalogue if you haven't seen that yet or heard That's it right. So go and check that out. It's perfect time to get involved. Uh, I believe we've probably got one one time for one more uh, question, which uh, which is here. Uh, yep. Knives or backpack? Far away. Knives. What is the one knife to rule them all? Obviously, a stump knife. Uh, and do you carry a steel at all? Ah, um, I like uh, Ben's. Ben does a really nice little drop point hunter, which I which I use a lot. That's Ben, uh, and I just use knives. a little easy lap from stump knives. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's another SA bloke, so mm -hmm. we're sort of really into supporting local business. So awesome. he's uh, he's made us a number of knives. Um, but that one I really like. It's a it's a 110 mil blade, just a drop point hunter with a G10 handle. The other thing I carry is um, uh, an Eagle Hawk. I, I can't find it at the moment, um, but <laughs> it's just like one of the one of those ultralights with the removable uh, scalpel blade, which is a bit like a like oh, yeah. a Havilon, like a Havilon design, but it's just like a laser cut steel handle yeah i run that a lot too um but if i if i need a, if, if i'm camping or something I'll, I'll definitely take ben's drop point hunter with me yeah fantastic and if i need to do a little bit of field craft you know whittle up a couple of sticks for the billy or whatever i'll take that for sure yeah nice mate nice excellent guys well um simo thanks very much for coming on are you hanging around at all for for a little bit of zoom yeah i will um, i've got until about uh, I've got about ten minutes because then I've yeah, cool. got to get on get on the parenting wagon. Yeah, no problems, mate. Well, easy done. Well, guys, we're going to finish up. We'll wrap up quickly so I can jump into the Zoom chat. Um, if you're watching in the uh, in the uh, the chat, uh, I've put the the details up for the meeting there, um, and and I'll be on the screen in a moment. Uh, Simo, thanks so much for your time and, and coming on board with us. It's a, a wonderful. Worries, mate. It was good fun as usual. Chat and uh, no doubt. Um, Depending on how this all goes, we may do it again at some point, and we might even uh, see if we can rope in some of the other uh, Hunting HQ crew in, uh, at some point and get them all on. Actually, that, I don't know if you guys would be up for it, but a Hunting HQ uh, Q&A. How would you feel That'd about that? That'd be fun, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah just absolutely. To, just to throw you on the spot like that at the end of the show. But, <laughs> um, that, would be, uh, that would be good fun. Anyway, 
Uh, cheers, Simo. We'll catch you in the Zoom shortly. Uh, guys, If you uh, thanks so much for watching. Uh, again, um, use the code ID live number 5 at Projectile Warehouse uh, to keep uh, keep the show going, keep things happening, which is wonderful. There are a couple other uh, sponsors coming on board, probably as of next week, which will be exciting to see. Um, the, the Zoom chat is going live, so if you are watching, uh, jump in that. Come, come hang out with us and, and have a little chat. There's already a couple of guys lined up ready to rock and roll in that, which is awesome. Uh, thanks very much for watching. We'll be back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is reloading night. We've got uh, Summer Plush uh, who will be uh, coming on and talking about, I don't actually know exactly what he's talking about, but he, he started rattling off all these ideas and bits and pieces of like, oh, we could talk about this and this and this. I'm like, yeah, they definitely sound like reloading things. So we're, we're going to get really in-depth with that, which would be excellent. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's good. I just didn't read what he said. Um, you'll Anyway, we'll talk about that tomorrow night. It'll be really good. And look forward to uh, to seeing you guys there. And Friday night, I haven't announced who's coming on Friday night. Anyway, someone, uh, Ben put up a video today on the Long Gun Project uh, with uh, a connection to Lithgow Arms. He went and toured the factory. One of the people in the video is going to be on Friday night. Look forward to it. Catch you then, guys. Cheers. <laughs>